Welcome back to Talking Flick, where we talk about anything and everything, but mostly movies and TV. As always, my co-hosts, Ryan and Nick. Hello, listeners. You look a bit haggard. Here, have a seat. <laughs> Kick up your legs and relax. I made some baklava. Would you like some? Baklava. I'm back, and you can't keep me down. Can't <laughs> keep them down. I love the soothed tone. Just like, I made some baklava. <laughs> that was soothing. Yeah, yeah that was reasoning. Now, what's baklava <laughs> for, great, for some of our pastry. younger yeah, audiences? What are you talking about? What is it? It's honey. Yeah. It's honey? Filo dough. It's lovely. Yeah, oh. very nice. It's kind of like a... a Condensed croissant with uh-huh. honey on top of it. It's really people good. really care now, about. Baklava. I'm not a man of the world. So, oh no, yeah. yeah, we know you're not worldly. That is apparent based on hundred episodes of talking. Yeah. yeah, we know. We understand. Yeah, people really care about baklava. You know what people don't care about? What don't they care about? Clark Kent versus the Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody cares about Clark Nobody Kent versus the Bat. <laughs> oh my gosh, I almost forgot. Best intro yet, right there. Uh, yeah, uh, that no. was real great. So. <laughs> Top fifty. Um, Thousand. Fifty thousand? <laughs> at least. How many episodes have we done? It's gotta uh, be at 50, least fifty thousand. Yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. Give or so, take, yeah. All right, guys. Well, the secret mo- hidden ones. Yeah. The- <laughs> Martha, Martha, Martha. It's all about Martha. That's oh, both yeah. cuts, by the way. That's oh, all yeah, I can't believe oh, it. Oh, I'm fine with it. We'll get it. We're gonna fight. We're gonna fight. Karate mats are out. The gloves are off. Is it much of a fight? Like Oh yeah, yeah. Uh any movie news, Nick, at all? We got a couple things. Okay, we gotta cover a couple things. I know we want to keep it tight, but first I want to say rest in peace, Joel Schumacher. Uh Talking flick just covered Batman v uh, Batman, Batman and Robin. Robin. I'm yeah. sorry, Batman versus. And, it's very much yeah, like Batman very, versus yeah, Robin. It's yeah. very much Batman versus <laughs> Robin. Also, but too. this is you know this is after that. Uh, so you know Schumacher was I think he was 80 years old. So he lived a good life, made a lot of good movies. Even though we picked on Batman and Robin, I think I uh, loved it. You know, you, I don't know we're gonna, the movie about. industry to some extent is going to miss him. So. <laughs> he left his mark. He definitely did. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. Too bad and, one and, of it was Batman and Robin. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. I mean, some, that, was some bad. that was a skid mark. That was a skid mark. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Say, I'll, get, I'll ride for St. Elmo's Fire. And I've told you, just like in the week with uh, Batman and Robin, I definitely ride for Time to Kill. Oh, yeah. So he made some good ones. And then we got our big movie news. This uh, is who's huge. back again? Who's back and you can't keep him down? Listen, you cannot keep Michael Keaton's Batman ah, down. You can't keep 1989 pretty, Batman that's down. That's pretty awesome. One of our most popular episodes on Talking Flick was when we covered 89 Batman. People love this guy. You know, you guys always pick on me for nostalgia, and I will say this. Look, I was super, super stoked when I heard the news. First, he's negotiating, then he agrees, and I it gives me hope for, it's your it guy uh, that's directing still, that Flash movie. It gives me more hope for that. I want to know what was going on with Tim Burton's Batman in the last 30 years. I guess they toss away Batman forever and Batman and Robin, and they're just going to just tell us what happened in between Batman Returns and so, whenever, basically, Nick, you're very movie excited. Yeah, you're very I'm excited, excited, and I'll tell you why. We have talked about this many times on a pod that there should have been like a Batman Beyond or there's a missed opportunity here to have uh, Michael Keaton pass the torch in some way. Yeah. They sort of attempted it with Joseph Gordon-Levitt in the Nolan series a little bit, but they never kind of got there. So I think this is a good opportunity and it's a good... It kind of makes me feel better about the messy DCEU letting go of Ben Affleck also. Mm. Now, it kind of makes that cleaner to me. Well, that, that was what I wanted to get into. Have they given any details on whether or not this is no. going to be within the same universe? Uh, yeah. It's, it's going to be crossovers. Yeah, kind of multiverse yeah. Flash Paradox. Oh, so they're actually, yeah. they're actually going to be doing crossovers, and they're actually going to be tying it in with the TV universe too as well. Oh, really? So I think it's going to center around the Flashpoint still as well, but instead of the Flashpoint, I think, being Crisis centered around on time, Infinite Earths, yeah, right? it's going to yeah. be centered oh. more on oh, really? But, universe hopping, but we don't know the specifics so. of it, and the rumor is Keaton does play sort of like a shepherding role, and he has like a, a pretty Nick decent Fury, role. That's kind of how yeah, they Nick explained Fury, it. Which yeah. I think is fine, man. Yeah. 
So that could really yeah. work. I mean, all you got to do is put him in the mech suit. That's it. He doesn't have to. You know what I mean? He doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't have even to get have super to ripped. put the suit yeah. on if you do it right. Exactly. But I, we were going to see him in it at some point. Yeah, well, we're going to see him. But <laughs> that's Batman Beyond. He never wears a suit. Yeah, that's Batman. Yeah. Unless like shit hits the fan, <laughs> then he puts on the mech suit. Oh, now, yeah. let me ask that you this. Episode was dope. Can I ask you this question? So we know it's going to happen now, and it makes me really look forward to the Flash movie, which I was getting nervous about, given Ezra Miller's problems. Uh, but uh, let me. Can, do you think they can bring Joseph Gordon-Levitt back? Is um, that something you mean? Just like the Nolan universe in general? Well, or? he was sort of trying to pass the torch in that movie. I, we talked about it like in Batman and Robin. I would not mind if they revisited any of these universes, yeah, whether it's Batman eighty nine, Nolan's. You know, we're talking about BBS today, right? And it, there's a long-standing rumor that has never been substantiated, but there's a lot of like weird quotes between Schneider and Christian Bale that Christian Bale was offered around fifty million dollars to come back for BBS, and they, it, between, somehow it didn't work out. Um, and I think that, you know, it's not necessarily in line with the Snyder's world, the Nolan world, but they got Goyer, they got Terrio, they got some of the people executive produced by Chris Nolan was BBS. So, I mean, it's not like he was totally not part of this. So I think the original idea was that it was a continuation of some sort and Nolan was sort of passing it on to Schneider. It never got there, obviously, and they look drastically different. But I still think like if you brought Levitt back, if you're going to bring Keaton back, I'm sort of OK with a messy DCEU, especially if you're going to have Christ's Son, Infinite and Earth, or you're going to have the, the Flash Paradox stuff going on. Fine. Let it be messy, then embrace the messiness, I guess. It's going to get messier <laughs> before it gets cleaner. Yeah. 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 Actually, yeah. <laughs> it's, I would it's rather have way. a bunch of spaghetti in it than just nothing at all. Yeah, that's true. So. No bibs, no napkins. <laughs> Let's just eat, baby. <laughs> all right. Do we have any more for movie news? Or I no. think that's really about I it. Nothing it. else yeah. is happening. Yeah. So this week for Bad Movie Month, we're covering, of course, 2016's I resent PBS. that this is a bad movie and month pick. This is so a terrible movie, man. Oh, this is so bad. Nick, we're gonna, we're gonna so get bad. at it. But, you know, I didn't realize this was got a long title, too. Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. Dawn I completely forget that it has the Dawn of Justice title in there. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's like, you know, Harley Quinn and the, whatever that title the emancipation was. Emancipation. Yeah, that was much longer, but this is still pretty but long. But the thing is, Dawn of Justice, what does that even mean? Yeah, it, exactly. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah, everyone calls in it context, just BBS. Yeah, so. in the context of this movie, yeah. it doesn't mean anything. Justice is dawning. This is Donnie. That's so generic. It sounds sexual. The movie's really dark, and we need some light provided by justice. It's pretty obvious. Independence Day, Dawn of Justice. What the hell does that mean? Independence Day, Resurgence. Yeah, so so we'll be covering both the uh, regular cut that came out in theaters and as well as the Ultimate Edition, which is three hours and two minutes long. Yeah. uh, It was longer than that. It was like 321. No, it's not that long. It's 302. It's just as long. I will say that I was surprised. <laughs> that the theatrical cut is only two hours and thirty eight minutes. Boy, yeah. is it a, yeah. just yeah. a weird two thirty six. Yeah, it is a slog. Ooh. oh man, you know that's so the thing gonna, with this you're, movie. You're going to uh-huh. hear me uh, compare this a little bit to Marvel Civil War because I watched it in the context of Marvel Civil War, both twenty sixteen films, another versus, right, yeah. and another one that I was sort of disappointed with when I first Marvel saw it the first Capcom. time. Marvel Civil War, I think, was two twenty one. That the theatrical cut of this one was how long, Ryan? Two thirty eight. Two thirty eight, and then the ultimate cut was ended up being three hundred two. All three of these have problems. Um, but Boy, do they got problems. Oh, yeah. like man. The most. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, know, they, man. they've definitely got problems right there. I mean, we kind of covered the numbers a little bit when we were doing Wonder Woman because what was this movie? I know it was. You want the numbers, Tyler? Yeah, give me the numbers. Okay, so the, flop, the numbers of this, and again, I'll compare it to Civil War, which also cost $250 million, budget of 250 A little bit inflated more than that. If you really deep dive into the uh, misguided internet research, it made. 330 million US, 
543 worldwide, so $873 million. Um, $166 million opening weekend. It's the sixth largest of all time. It is the biggest of the DC universe, DC Comics universe. Um, and it was the best uh, opening of March ever in cinematic history. So it's not a total failure. Yeah, and they got by March the way, Madness, yeah. they wanted it to make a billion dollars. Civil War, I think, cr- crossed over just barely a billion. It was like $1.1 billion for that one. But this one didn't make a billion dollars, so it was a disappointment overall. But it netted $105 million profit for Warner Brothers. So it's not a failure. We yeah. can say all Depends that. We can shit ask, on guess, it yeah. as much as you want, but in terms of finances to Warner Brothers, it did not lose money. It's not. Oh a yeah, they're making all yeah. the money right oh, yeah. now. They're gonna tell you how much money they're making. But <laughs> I'm just thinking about that Ben Affleck meme when he's just sad. He's, and he's so sad. Yeah, yeah and I think again, we live in a weird time where and and look, I there's a lot of problems that I'm gonna agree with you on this movie, um, but I'll say this: the, the social media since you know 2014 2013 going forward it's just a different thing the receipts say it made money so for everybody to sort of say it didn't work out man of steel had the same problem man of steel netted a profit also but it got kind of shit on on social media too so that shitting on it really gave birth to the annoying Zack Snyder social media crazies that are out there. Yeah, yeah. So we have to look at it sort of, you know, from that perspective also. None of it's good, good or bad, when it's just this to- huge topic of conversation. It's, you know, it's all nonsense. Uh, the Rotten Tomatoes score on it, critic-wise, was 28%. That was what really drove it. This movie that we talked about it many times on this pod, where, like, the initial reviews were all super positive because there were, like, seven positive reviews and one negative one when because it, it didn't screen it a lot and then all of a sudden when the rest of the reviews came in it totally tanked it so it's 28 percent critic you want to guess the audience oh uh probably in the 40s take a shot ryan mm, uh, 30s 68 percent audience really 68 percent. that's the theatrical cut which has a ton of fucking problems yeah uh so it's pretty it's one it. of those ones where it just split the universe you know um i i will say like the movie embraces sort of like polarized america in a way that like probably too much uh it politicizes it to a certain extent and i think that that played out is in what happened with the critic verse. So I think they just sort of split down the middle. You couldn't really just say, well, it was okay. You know, you had to say, I hate it or I love it. And I think that's what ended up happening there. Mm. More than not, the audience had a decent time. Yeah, I, yeah, that's debatable I, like, yeah. right there. 68% the I'll put it this way. I'll put it this way. With this movie, when they first screened it and they showed it to top executives, they gave it a standing ovation. Executives. And not only did they give it a standing ovation, but they were talking to Ben Affleck about doing three more movies yeah. of just Batman solo movies. And then, of course, and, and the movie again, came out. Yeah. And I you can g- guarantee you... You gotta watch you, it in this context, Tyler, because this is the idea. They saw it. They were like, this is crazy ambitious. I love the look of this thing that's going to make us billions of dollars. We're in this because we're competing with Marvel. That's just a reality of what the time was. Uh, DC trying to catch up with Marvel. So Ben Affleck was sad, not just because the reviews weren't great, but because he was like, I'm going to make five Batman movies. This is going to be the greatest thing. This could be my legacy. And it didn't work out that way. Yeah, It wasn't just that the audience didn't love the movie. Oh man, that was playing throughout my mind the whole (laughs) time. How's it go? I don't know the lyrics. But anyways, yeah, I, you say that, yeah, it's got that 68%. But also those Snyder it's fans. It's not me they, that says that. They, That's the audience. Yeah, score, no, you know? what? The Snyder fans said that. percent <laughs> yeah. on Rotten no, Tomatoes. Even I mean, the, Snyder, the Snyder fans who actually bitched so hard that they got their own movie this, probably sent this, out all those positive yeah. reviews. And those are <laughs> so, those are the same fans that gave Joker like an yeah, 80, 90 I barely or know anybody. <laughs> Which who I also think is ridiculous. Movie, so. But let me just say the audience score is based on two hundred and thirty four thousand five hundred fifty nine ratings. Yeah. All of those are Snyder lovers, every single one of them. I don't know about that, but I'm going to tell you this. You've got the name Batman and Superman 
and that's your percentage. Even you though, know, that's, that's, even though Batman so and Superman misses. weren't even in this movie. I yeah. don't know who those people were. I'll ask you Batman, Batman and Robin had how a many, low percentage. How many lines of dialogue does Superman have? <laughs> he's how a many cold, lines? He's a cold <laughs> how many lines? Is, I'll tell you. 43 lines of dialogue wow. in a movie that has his name in the title. We're going to talk about it. We got to move off the numbers <laughs> and get into the meat. We'll talk about okay. the problems. We All right. Talk about uh, real quick, we're going to hear a word from our sponsors. Today is a day for truth. The world needs to know what happened and to know what he stands for. That kind of power is very dangerous. Let the record show that this committee holds him responsible. That's how it starts. The fever. The rage that turns good men. Cruel. This bat vigilante is like a one-man reign of terror. You don't get to decide what the right thing is. Nobody cares about Clark Kent taking on the Batman. This means something. It's all some people have. It's all that gives them hope. People hate what they don't understand. Be their hero, Clark. Be their angel. Be their monument. Be anything they need you to be. Or be none of it. All right, so spoiler warning, of course, for the theatrical cut and also the ultimate edition. Ryan, you just saw the theatrical cut, and this was your first time watching it. Now, I got to know, what's your reaction to that? Because it's your very first time. Batman sucks so hard in this. <laughs> he, Superman kind of sucks, Superman sucks, sucks really they bad, too. Suck. Yeah, they, they both, both kind of suck. They both yeah. suck. But Batman sucks so hard in this. Yeah. He, he's <laughs> trash. So, okay, so let me ask you the practical question here. Team Supes or Team Batman? Because you got to choose a team. Uh, there's barely a big team. Team Wonder Woman, man. Yeah, I guess Team Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. Right. Well, we all agree on that. That's I mean, she's not it. part of that, but she's yeah. She's the best part of this movie. She's by yeah. far the best. <laughs> Listen, the last 35, 40 minutes of this movie, I don't know how you can argue it's not pretty entertaining. It's even definitely if you're not mad entertaining. About, even if you're mad about Doomsday. Oh, man. Oh, okay. I'm all telling right. you. So let's, let's talk about that Doomsday real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Can't, we got we to gotta go in some chronological okay. order. Okay, all right. Here. But I just want to say that fight with Doomsday totally negates the whole fight with Superman and Batman. That is correct. Yeah. <laughs> that is that, correct. I just want to put that out we, there. Listen, the I'm going to bring up two points that Tyler's going to agree with me on. First point, this is more than one movie stuffed into one. That's number one. That's a fatal flaw. Yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah, and like again, movies. you this cannot deny that that was somewhat sort of influenced by how ahead of Marvel was of DC. DC was trying to catch up to Marvel. It's just a reality of it. Well, Schneider here's the thought thing. he could... You can do one story and introduce characters. You don't have to do three stories to just introduce three characters. He's trying to you know? do Dark Knight Returns, and he's trying to do Death of Superman. Yeah. And it's an awful lot to ask for even three hours of an ultimate cut. My thing but is just... I could say uh -huh. it could have been a lot worse 
given what he's trying <laughs> this to This is the worst outcome, I think. This is this now, I'm gonna one give you the, the other. Let me give you outcomes. the second problem that you'll agree with. If you're going to have Batman versus Superman um, in a movie and you're going to sort of play it off like they did, I remember when this was introduced at Comic-Con and they put the bat symbol up and then the Superman symbol in the between it. That was pretty cool, right? And I yeah. remember the first trailer of this movie, the first teaser, then the first trailer was really, really good. Then the second trailer comes out and they fucking spoil everything. Yeah. Because Warner Brothers is awful at any of this stuff. <laughs> they just don't know what to do with any of their properties as we've come to learn. Uh, once in a while, they get a hit out of this. But it's called Batman v Superman. You should have had at least one of them likable and neither one of them is very yeah. likable and that's yeah. a huge flaw it's trash. of this movie <laughs> yeah. and starting into it they they bounce off the back of, of man of steel which wasn't the original plan they just kind of use it's what reactionary the internet, yeah. to the internet being pissed that man of steel had as much destruction in it yeah again social media is sort of driving um what is something that's supposed to be pure and artistic. And, you know, that's a problem. Hollywood has that problem. Yeah. For, some reason, is purely artistic. for some reason, <laughs> Schneider gets the benefit of it because now his his sort of weird social media presence got him the Justice League cut he wanted. But also, he's been on the other end of it where, like, man, you destroyed a whole city. How insensitive is that, given September 11th and the history of this country and stuff? And then the reaction to that was to open the movie the way he did, which actually I didn't hate either. But, you know, and- I, it's unfortunate that it's not just be looked at in a vacuum of just the art. You know? I, and I give it to the movie, all right? They're putting a very interesting perspective in play with Superman, and they, they play off of that really that well. That first part is shot in IMAX, by the way, and in the movie theater, I love the way that looked, even if I didn't love what was happening necessarily. But, but them building on that portion of it, on Superman and uh, him being unchecked and all that stuff, the way that Jeep they go Renegade about that. Commercial. The Jeep Renegade commercial? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, all yeah. I could think about. Like, yeah, why would, all why would Bruce Wayne be... I mean, you know, that's part Why of it. would he be driving that? And if that was one of his security <laughs> guards, security guard, yeah. he would have paid for a better like security vehicle for all of his security guards. Whatever. That that's besides the point. But what I'm trying to get at is that them building on that was pretty good. I did like you that. You accepted that. Yeah, and I accepted that. They're going to see Superman as a threat. And I always look at Superman as the Boy Scout. So I don't ever see that perspective a lot. But I feel like that's what society nowadays is going to now, like all I, the comic books are all about that now. Can I ask you this practical question because it's relevant here? Did you see Man of Steel? No, I did not. So Man of Steel killed the Boy Scout pretty cleanly, right, Tyler? I mean, there was a neck snap. I, yeah. I guess it's not That's very pretty, Boy Scouty. Pretty so. stark, right? <laughs> so I mean, Schneider already killed your Boy Scout of Superman. So yeah. I don't know. He going killed the into franchise movie, before he even started. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I would yeah, think absolutely. having yeah. not seen Schneider's Man of Steel, watching this would be even more shocking, right? But yeah. seeing Man of Steel, you sort of okay. You don't really. I mean, know. all you need to know for Man of Steel is that Superman, you know, went against General Zod, yeah. and they just completely destroyed Metropolis. And I think they said around like seven thousand died in Metropolis, which seems a little low considering how many buildings you know get torn to pieces mm. when you even watch right. Man of Steel but the relevant one, piece but... there is Superman killed Zod yeah he so... did not show any mercy he didn't try to put him in jail or nothing he just killed him I think he yeah. showed a little mercy he, was, he tried to get him to stop and but... then he's like I won't stop and then that's when he snapped his neck and but then I he think... stopped and... <laughs> life's about choices man think... consequences producer Ryan I think it's the big theme here I think it's the idea of conviction for Superman that I am drawn to the idea of him being a, a boy scout I'm not saying that he's innocent but the idea that he stays convicted to what he believes it's In hard this... to understand what he believes other than he's an immigrant and an outsider, and Schneider is really using that well, to man. Again, man. politicize something that I get, you know, I guess pushes the story But it's it. the idea of fighting for something that's true and right. And that's what I stick to with do comic books. Do you trust the Superman the... to do that? You know? It's all 
stupid honestly <laughs> it really it really is like even just with this movie i understand what they're trying to go for i understand they're trying to go you know dark nitty and gritty but oh my god like the motivations in this movie with all their characters are razor thin yeah it's I agree. so the step up franchise had more motivation compared to these characters because i've seen the i've seen theatrical cut about three times and i've seen the first time this is the first time i watched the special edition of the extended cut and even with the bullet plot scene you know finally being revealed because you get the full revelation of it and you get the buildup with the ultimate cut. You get a more coherent story, but you're still left with there just like, wait, what? Why would Superman yeah. do those things? So, and then why would anybody believe that this woman is telling the truth and you have no proof that he did that? And, and, and again, they're really pushing and the ultimate cut at least clarifies that Lex Luthor is pulling the strings on the whole thing. Yeah. But what that does is it sort of takes away from what Batman is because he's falling for it. Yeah. And it kind of just sort of gives it another layer. It's got Mine. so many, but it's very contrived. As you said, the motivations are bad. It's not that they're bad necessarily. It's that they're poorly executed and they're super contrived to get to where Snyder wants to get to. Like he wrote the ending and then went backwards and he probably should have gone the other direction. And Nothing is earned, which is unfortunate. So what I want to say is that it's not like it's a hard story to follow along. I, I don't believe... Uh. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> the, the first time I saw yeah, it, it was like an explosion in my face. And I was like, what the fuck No, was I'm that? pretty certain <laughs> I got the gist of what's going on. And me watching the bullet thing is not going to solidify that. Oh, Lex Luthor is behind it. I already knew that. I understood that. Yeah. It's not going to add to my experience in the movie. I agree with Tyler and you in, in saying that it was poorly executed and they were razor thin. Why is Batman doing the things that he's doing? incredibly contrived. there's a 1% chance that he might be a lazy. possibility. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> Today, and, thousands. Tomorrow, millions. Millions? The yeah. next day, billions? And first of all, trillions, Nick? <laughs> trillions, dead? It. So, it's funny because like people really like this Ben Affleck version of Batman. It's one of my least favorite uh, yeah, portrayals of Batman. It's actually my favorite. But, it your yeah, favorite? It's at, but like Ben Affleck is my favorite. I could do without the killing. It's crazy. Um, that, that's your my, favorite, given his motivation thing with and his the ex- weird suspect choices. Oh, yeah, but he... He looks good. It's much better. Like it's just so even with that warehouse scene. That's all I got all right. is the warehouse all right. scene. All right. But, so tell me, tell me. Yeah. Okay, outside of you telling me that this guy's Batman, why is he Batman? How is he Batman? Yeah. Like you telling me he's Batman. Look at that jaw. The only thing. Okay. So Zack Snyder, what he said the first thirty minutes is like, okay, this guy's Batman. All right. We want to make sure that you guys all know that this guy's Batman. If they skip that thirty minutes, what makes him Batman? Just because he's a millionaire that has like gadgets and stuff. Well, there like was that, that right, theory that he wasn't Batman. You can, so. Here's <laughs> like, another important question. I feel like they have to they have to push so hard to say that. Oh, this is Batman. Remember, this well, is Batman. Gave him and he's thirty five gets- minute opening. That's a pretty hard. Pu- but here's the thing. Like again, it's more movies than we need in one film. Is it because they didn't have origin stories for all this? Would you have preferred a Ben Affleck? No, no you don't need not the at all. Stories. Not at all. Like it, they insult the intelligence of the viewer because they're like, okay, we got to make sure that you know that this is Batman. Okay, we keep on telling you this Batman, but then throughout the entire movie, he doesn't act like any Batman that I know of. And you're saying that there's is that true a, for you, Tyler? And and you're saying that this is a type of Batman. Okay, I'll give you that. But when you were complaining about how Batman and Robin, how this Batman is an insult to what Batman stands for and believes in. This guy is. Uh, you think Clooney's Batman? Yeah, is I think more he's of a Batman. To than, a Batman. <laughs> you agree with that, Tyler? Guy. Are you gonna Are you gonna <laughs> well, stand for that? <laughs> if I'm gonna If I'm gonna pick who's the closest Batman, it's gonna be none of them. 
Like none of the well, Batmans are really out, close though. to if any of them. You had to choose. I mean, look. Well, I'm Clo- not going to choose. Clooney's <laughs> Batman was like I don't know what he was doing. Okay. He's drinking yeah. scotch and he was like reading from a cue card from offset. But I, Keaton was like, hanging <laughs> upside down. They all got weird yeah. things Keaton, that they do. Keaton had a mystery to him that I think is undervalued. No, and I think well, there was a mystery at all so, to it. it so was... <laughs> what about this guy makes some Batman? So look, you're gonna listen. There's a lot of people that complain about this man. Oh, okay. Just throwing money around. We we have to be we have to be somewhat cogent here, other than just. <laughs> Other than just duking it okay. out, we have to go through the bullet All right, points. So, okay, let me let me let me put this out there. Okay, this is supposed to be two decades of him being Batman. Yeah, twenty years right? he's been Batman. So, where is his experience? Where is his tactician? Yeah. Where is his planning? Why does it seem like he doesn't know what's going on, and everything has to be given? How to much? Him? How much of that is in Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns? Uh, as far as broken Batman, the alcoholism's there. Not really so much the girls. Batman's kind of you never he wakes really up see next him to a lady. That's kind of cool. Yeah, you never really see him doing the lady thing. His house um, with the glass is cool. I don't know why Wade Manor is totally messed yeah, up, but whatever. Really, when it comes to this Batman, when I watch this Batman. And even kind of with other Batmans, all I can think of is James Bond, you know, where you've got the cool, yeah, you know, suave fair. type of thing, and he even does the thing with the phone where he downloads the content mm. from the Russian. So. This is my favorite Batman along the lines as far as the gadgets are looking great. He uses them to enhance his fighting skills. He's actually more like maneuverable where he can move actually in the back. That's a huge piece here. The action looks great. There's two action sequences that are Um, incredible. The motivation, but that's the motivation with all the characters is really just, it's also razor thin. And even finally watching like the Ultimate Edition, it's just, they give a little bit, really the Ultimate Edition, it does reveal more with Superman. It does reveal more with Batman. Jenna Malone. She's got a great little there. As far as, you know, <laughs> why Batman's kind of doing this. And they'd mention it a little bit, but they don't explore more of it as far as why Batman has now decided to brand, you know, his people. Mm. And I think maybe it was an oversight, like during the car chase, how much people he did kill, even though obviously those people are yeah. all well, dead. We know, you know the brand going into jail so, is a death sentence, yeah, but that's yeah. orchestrated by Luther. Uh, but I mean, again, it, it's so many layers, it's sort of unnecessary. It's yeah. too many layers to the point where it's not even really conceivable to be an actual plan. Right, but think about know? this. You have to, it's hard for me to look at this movie now. I've seen it a few times and I've gone through the whole social media thing and I've read just ad nauseum about this film. Is it Batman 1? Is that what it's trying to be? Or is it trying to be Man of Steel 2? It's trying to do too much. Yeah. And I think that's a huge problem. So like you go in with this pre- preconceived notion about what Batman is to you, what Superman is to you. And he is just sort of like, I'm not listening to any of that. I'm making the godfather of superhero movies. And in I, I could see a world where this works out. It's just not in 2016. Then why use this name? Why use the name Batman yeah. then? This, this movie would not have worked out in general. There's a movie here. But the main thing that's There's wrong with this... There's been a lot of bad superhero yeah. movies. Well, here's a the lot. thing. Yeah. With this right yeah. here, the the main thing that's wrong with this movie is the plot. That is the most, you know, the thing that is the yeah. most wrong about this movie. Yeah, I'm and not disagreeing when the plot's with that. Not, when the plot's the not plot there, is the worst thing about yeah. this. Movie. Yeah, when the plot's yeah. not there, the casting, the music, going to fall in look, line. Some of yeah. the fight yeah. scenes, some of the set they're, pieces. They're not likable. The plot yeah. is what's off. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. really that's what it is because the set pieces are nice. The Actually, the writing isn't all that yeah. bad you know, in terms of what they say. I mean, the writing <laughs> is bad because of the plot, you know, and now, then you start let, to get can we, can we spend a moment, because I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about it, who wrote the movie? Chris Terrio, your buddy yeah. from Argo, a movie that we ride for and acknowledge Mr. is really Three-hour good. Movie, and yeah. David S. Goyer, who wrote the Dark Knight trilogy with Chris Nolan. So it's not like this is an inexperienced group of writers. So, you know, what went wrong there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but okay, I want to say mention just one last thing. All right, again, two decades of experience in one of the fight scenes, a dude point blank shoots him in the head, like Batman right in the head. 
how do you let that happen? Like, you know, you've been fighting people all along and stuff. You take on groups all of a sudden and then you get blindsided and get shot in the head. Like, luckily, he has like his bad Sometimes or whatever. Sometimes shit happens what and you're the, fighting 20 guys. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In 20 years, it's the first time that happens. Really? That's why That's why he's got the bat suit. He that's also let Robin group. die, apparently. Yeah. Although we yeah. never saw it. I don't know. But let me ask you this. Yeah. Bruce Wayne, in that opening sequence... Um, but number one, I want to point out that we saw Bruce Wayne's parents die again. This yeah. was pre-Joker. Oh, yeah. And yeah. So I was less mad about this one. Avant-garde BS. Yeah. Like, oh, Although I do love uh, the, the guy Pearls. from Watchmen, uh, Thomas Dean Anderson or whatever that shows up uh, in there. Uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Morgan I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. The Pearls, not MacGyver. The Jeffrey Pearls Dean Morgan. have to get caught in the hammer yeah. of the gun. But, Come on. But, but I will serious? say, if you had watched that in a theatrical cut, I saw this for the first time opening night in 3D. It was some of the better 3D work I had seen in film. And Snyder uses, I think, three different films in this movie, which is super impressive. Um, in the beginning when Bruce Wayne runs into the chaos like that and runs into the smoke, did you like that? I mean, did you, I just think like on the big screen to see some of the things that we're going to see over the course of this three hour movie, he pulled off a lot of set pieces. It's just too bad that he didn't have the plot to back it up. Some of that looked great. I thought it was so cool that he just ran into the smoke like that. Mm. Now you get to see heroic Bruce Wayne. Yeah, and then not there's a in horse the suit. randomly there. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of horses in this movie. Just like Game of Thrones, man. I don't know if it's total, I don't know if there's Season a message eight flashbacks. there or what, but <laughs> yeah. That's the thing with this movie. It's just the plot's not there. And if it's not there, there's no real story here. It's right, but all you gotta, just substance. We, we, and have even, to, we have to take it for what it's worth, what they're giving us. I, I do give it some credit for trying, even though it's failing, to show Bruce Wayne as a hero, but also as such a flawed human. And then Clark Kent not really doing a lot of heroic stuff. You see him do that little montage where it's the Day of the Dead and then he saves the so astronaut thing. But Sad also being Superman. a terribly flawed human. You know what I mean? It's like he... I don't know why Schneider wasn't like, we should probably give somebody to, to root for. And he just fails to give us somebody to yeah. root for, yeah. you know? I mean, even with the visuals, a lot, some of them work. And up some until of them, Wonder Woman shows up. I mean, <laughs> some of the visuals just like, okay, that's fine. Then it gets to a point where it's like, come on, man, this is so pretentious. Yeah. Like it's yeah. so, it's just, I they do slow motion on just very like, in, <laughs> like things that don't even need to be in slow motion at all too. Mm. And really when it kind of even comes down to the fight, you know, the Batman versus Superman, which is what, less than 10 oh, minutes? Oh man, it's you trash know? too. And it's kind of just, it's so anticlimactic because, you know, Superman or sorry, Batman, you know, steals the kryptonite and you make three gas canisters and a spear. That's all yeah. you do. Yeah. Like, and it's so also really odd that do. he like sort of, I don't understand Batman's plans. It goes and to Superman your point. Producer Ryan. He yeah. got hit with it yeah. twice. Why did he get hit the second time? First time I understand, but second time that's on you, Con Batman, Superman. We have to point out some of the flaws here. Consider this plot point that makes no sense to me. So Superman, it's a beautiful scene. Again, something that I love seeing on cinema. It comes, it basically comes from the Dark Knight Returns uh, where he is up on the exactly crane with the rifle, the, right? Yeah. It's a great exactly. shot. It looks Dark amazing, right? Then, then Batman shoots the tracker onto the back of the truck, right? Then he, for some reason, he's tracking the truck. He knows where it's going. He chases the truck down, and, yeah. and he almost takes the tracker off the back of the truck. By yeah, some yeah. miracle, the tracker is left on there. <laughs> and like, what is happening here? Why are you making these choices? None of them make any sense, although that's how you get them to introduce them to each other. And again, that looks really cool, too. And it goes nowhere. And and, 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 again, and I could see pitched as Batman like, v Superman to have that anticlimactic uh, fight is weird. But look at it also this way. Choices. He does all this to try and get the kryptonite from the back of that truck yeah, or the whatever. White Portuguese. And, yeah. he doesn't, <laughs> and he doesn't get it. And then at the... Well, he eventually gets yeah, it, no, but we no, don't see it because no, that's... Yeah, yeah no, but, but that, that's what I'm getting at. He doesn't get it on that chase. Like, what was the point of all that? What was the point and, of the chase at all? Yeah, exactly. And then... Although it looked great. When he <laughs> does get the kryptonite... It's not even like stealth or secretive or whatever. He just yeah. rushes in and yeah. breaks things and grabs it. How, what? how about the Batmobile? 
You got thoughts? And, but, it's kind of a hybrid it's between fine. Nolan and it's Burton. Cool. Yeah. It's cool. It like, it's, cool. It, it's cool image-wise. Cool but, but I'm just saying, yeah. like, okay, at the party, he goes to the museum or whatever, and then he puts that little decoder tracker thing or whatever on it, and then all that to get some information, and then he just bails into uh, LexCorp so that he can just steal the kryptonite. Why is he trying to make this balance between, I don't care what I do, and... I'm still a secret agent. I'm Batman. with you on this. Like, I don't know what kind of favorite, Batman this is. He's my least favorite Bruce Wayne in terms of his like logic. His logic is all over the map. And Alfred, I sort of feel bad for. I love Alfred's Jeremy Irons as Batman. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I love Jeremy good. Irons as Alfred, but like I feel bad for him. He's like, you got to rein him in, Alfred, because this guy's he's he, losing it. He kind of looks like uh, Robert Downey Jr. But I do prefer the Alfred from Batman and Robin. Oh yeah, <laughs> rest in peace. Also. I can't remember his name, but yeah, I know who you're talking about. So there's such missed opportunities. I don't know why they decided to do you know the Dark Knight Returns mixed with Superman Doomsday, and even kind of with Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor. He has so many monologues. Oh, he yeah. just monologues, especially in the Ultimate Cut. He hams it up. <laughs> it monologues, monologues, monologues. And that's the thing, you know, with the Ultimate Cut, and even just with the theatrical cut, it's such a long movie that just accomplishes nothing for the franchise, and it just drags you to the finish line. Like, I would disagree it's so with that. so <laughs> long. It really, I mean, the f- I really don't know what else to say this contributed other than, you know, Wonder Woman. Because at the end of it, Superman's dead. Oh, wait, he's not because you see the rocks flying. You know, oh. <laughs> it's like what, you know, there's really, you talk about consequences, but there is none, you know? There's like, consequences. There, there's no consequences in this. What Tyler, was the consequence? Tyler, I watched a movie. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, what was the consequence? There's a lot of consequences. What? Superman <laughs> died on the big screen but he comes for the back. first time ever. But he comes back. Because he doesn't come back. Yes, he's he not does. in the first part of Justice League. What are you talking about? There's you at see least the an rocks hour of up. cinema that goes you, on before so he comes back up. You're telling me you're watching the movie for the first time at the Do the floating rocks have anything to do with how he comes comes back in Justice League. What are you Nothing. talking about? They float. They're giving you that teaser. <laughs> of course not, because they had to re-edit it and recut it. Yeah. They I had to redo it. Listen, so I'm gonna, it I'm probably gonna, I'm going to tell you right now, I watched two months after this movie came out, a Civil War movie where there was absolutely no consequence in a movie called Marvel's Civil War, where I had some familiarity with that comic and a bunch of stuff happens in that comic mm-hmm. that did, none of it happens. Rhodey breaks his legs and then is walking by the end Technology. of it. Anyway, so like compared to that, especially in the context of Marvel versus DC, which is exactly what's going on in 2016, this movie has a shit ton more consequences okay. Okay, what's what the occurred second consequence? In Civil, in Civil War. First one is Superman's dead, but he comes back one movie later. But even at the end, you see the rocks floating. I don't know what audience Superman's is supposed to think when it comes up. Is what motivates Bruce Wayne? What is to his start journey the Justice though? League? He gives himself up for humanity, basically. What? Yeah, he sacrifices himself. But to it's save short-lived humanity. because he comes back the next movie. And even at the end, you think Tyler, he's going to come back. we don't know that. You know what I'm saying? What like, do the rocks mean then? Why <laughs> would they do that? Why would not, they throw that in It is in not there? as ambitious as Spock floating off into space in Star Trek 2, I think. Uh, but, and he comes back the very next movie too. But there is months and months yeah, that go on. Yeah, but you have movies I, worth of Spock and I you get, got one movie you of Man understand. of Steel. <laughs> this is cinema, right? Cinema never takes chances on anything. Cinema, for regardless of how bad this movie is, went out and said, you know what? Screw it. We're going to do Death of Superman. We're just going to show you him dying I, regardless of the floating rocks so, at the end. That's pretty ambitious. So, to not give him any credit for trying that. That's pretty ambitious. I mean, he only has 14 the lines, thing is, so 43 the thing lines. Is, <laughs> the thing is, I agree in that with the rocks floating, what does that mean? What does that tie to? And the audience leaving the theaters are going to assume, oh, he's 
probably yeah. not What dead. else are you going to think with the floating rock? We also don't know what Zack Snyder's Justice League looks like. He may not be in the first hour and a half of that one, for all we know. Um, so we don't know if he comes back as a bad guy. Again, they are taking chances never done on film before, especially in a market of Hollywood that never wants to take any chances on anything. Look at what Marvel did. I was so pissed at Marvel up until Infinity War and Endgame that they had no consequences for years. But that's their Years thing, and though. years of movies. That's exhausting. They're, they're fun. It's exhausting. That's the thing. They're, <laughs> they're fun. They're for it. everyone. That's their thing. And I get what DC's trying to go for. But same thing. It's like, well, there's a consequence of Superman. The politics of Superman. Okay, but the politics of Superman are surrounded by, well, I guess he killed those, you know, that African tribe. But yeah, yeah. they just believe the, you know, they just believe it, even though there's no proof. Yeah. Hey, there's a special bullet, which leads nowhere. I don't, I don't know how you can not hit Marvel for Nick Fury getting shot a hundred times and waking because up. They're and being fine. Fine. Because they're it's, fun. Because they're fun. It's too easy to say that, though. They're entertaining. I was entertained by this movie also. <laughs> yeah, but The Rock's at the <laughs> end. Right. There's no consequence Real quick, for real it. quick uh, I just want to make a point against this movie in regards to the entire movie, entire movie, they don't make a single joke. They don't make a single joke. But then two hours in, no, two Granny's hours. Peach tea. There's a couple. No, sort that, of was, I don't that's know not that was a joke. joke. That's that was not a couple miles. The I, entire thing is serious. <laughs> I thought she was with you. That's no. another plot device. Yeah, but, <laughs> no, that's after the two hour mark. The, the two yeah, hour mark. I agree with that. Uh, the yeah. two hour mark. They do a quick quip of Batman saying, "I'm a friend of your son." Okay. When I don't you even say, know if that's a joke. I no, don't like no. that moment. But but when you say that, um, it's Ernest. No, <laughs> that moment when she's like, "Oh, the grandma's peach tea and stuff like that." Those were serious moments. That's not supposed to be like a quip. Yeah. That, but those two was like, I thought she's with Lex you. Lex Luthor's or, whole hyperbolic, sort of weird, crazy guy was also sort of funny in a weird no, way. No, but but it's not the same thing. Look at Marvel jokes that they're making. The, the, it's not Marvel. Yeah, I know it's not Marvel, but it's them. So trying why do you compare to, it, Nick? It's it's, it's <laughs> them trying to be it. Like, so. So you it, cannot ignore the relevance of the two things going on at one time. Follow, follow, follow me. Follow me. Follow <laughs> okay, me. Okay, right, okay. Okay. So it's it's a quip. It's a short burst of like it doesn't add anything to the story. It doesn't take away anything to the story. It's just to kind of provide with a laughter. Okay. With the setup for Jesse Eisenberg, that's his character. That's what he's trying to be. It's a little menacing. It's a little funny, and that's who he is. For Batman to be serious the entire time, then all of a sudden he saves uh, Martha and it's like, hey. I'm a friend of your son. And it's like, I realized that because some sexual tension too. Like, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. like that lane's hot. <laughs> it was, it was a quip. It was, it was just, but a you're one-liner. saying it shouldn't have been there. No, I'm saying like, so just why because it's there? not Marvel with a bunch of quips every 10 seconds, it can't have any quips. It's, it's super no, late. It's, it's just, super late in the it's game. It's really late in the, in the movie. In and it just seems out of place and weird. Why did they put it in? I was okay. Yeah. With it. There's also the, I thought she was with you. Yeah. Again, another Batman knows who Diana, she knows, he knows who Wonder Woman is. Yeah. So he's like, he's like, why, why, why would he say that? Why would he be like, I thought he was with you. I think, he was but, just saying basically I thought you would know that there were other aliens over here other metahumans or but whatever it's oh just, I guess it's okay. just the idea I guess, I, I guess. Yeah. yeah all right it's just the idea why would they throw it in there why did they put it in there what was the reasoning behind you need it? the funny to entertain yeah. producer Ryan but the whole movie only until now that they're gonna think oh we need to entertain them why don't we put a joke in now after two hours of suffering yeah. to not <laughs> not, <laughs> not be allowed to say a quip that's, I think is being too hard on that's it. another thing like with this movie where you know the whole reason they put like a Batman in there, a 20 year veteran Batman in there was to try to have like an established character, have an established Batman. Yeah. But why not do that with other superhero characters? Like, I know they already did that with kind of Wonder Woman, but why not? We may do that see with that Green going Lantern, forward. I think they could have done Green it with Green Arrow, Lantern. you know. Right. But you don't. It's not 
it's not Batman. It's called Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. They're introducing Wonder Woman. We know that in yeah. the last forty minutes. And the Flash they drive. can't just yeah. throw the Green Lantern, and we'd complain even more. You know what I mean? Like you have to make some choices. And I, also, I think of, I think of Snyder and his storyboard as just like this infinite wall of dry erase boards of chaos. Uh, but I think he wrote it back to forward when he should have wrote it, fo- you know, front to end. And 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 the idea he failed there. And the idea that Batman didn't discover these metahumans. That's a flaw. That it was Batman. given. Yeah, that's to another him. thing. It was yeah. given to him. And by this is Le- not a Lex smart Luthor? Batman. This is not the world's greatest detective. I agree with that. But we have also seen. You got to remember, I'm a little bit older. We have seen a lot of Batmans in cinema now. A lot. Too many Jokers. Too many fucking Batmans. We're gonna see Pattinson. I'm exhausted by the whole thing. So I sort of accepted at this point mm-hmm. that we're going to have different versions of this guy. And that's just the way we have to ride. You know, I, I, I just can't escape the thing that he's he's two decades as an experienced crime fighter. The sheer fact that he allowed all this stuff to go beyond him. The fact that he doesn't look into other now, uh, uh, crime fighters. What do you, we should know like that, that he's being manipulated by Lex Luthor. It's a flaw to that character. But that it's he Batman. Know. You know, mm-hmm. he's. He's not smarter than Lex Luthor, but yeah, he's, he's, not, he's, he's close. He's, he's yeah, close. Yeah, he's not but, smarter than Lex Luthor, yeah. but the idea that he hasn't looked for other superheroes, that he's the only one, why would there be so much crime? Especially if he sees uh, Superman two years ago with General Zod, he doesn't think that, oh, maybe there's other people. Why don't I research it and find if there's other metahumans in these two-year process? He's got a company, too. Like, you know? yeah, he has a company. Like, I don't know. I like, why does it have like to be like a social given? media company? Yeah. Basketball? Yeah. All basketball shot he makes not believable. But, That's all right. it, yeah. All these His sneaker things, choice, I don't like it. All these things, I feel like, are just given to Batman. He's Mark he's Zuckerberg from the social network. In, in it. <laughs> you know, Listen, you can't dwell on that for too long. I, I get that as a comic fan and as a longtime Batman fan, you're offended by this particular version of Batman. I can't not believe you're not offended by the George Clooney Batman and Batman and Robin. Because it's so, it feels so 60s. It feels so like Adam <laughs> but again, West. It's but... another version. People, if we're saying I you can have that. a million different yeah, Jokers, then that. you're allowed to but have a million different versions of Batman. The difference, Batman and Robin, I know not to take that seriously. With this movie, I'm told from the beginning to take this seriously. Now, this movie, as far as like with the theatrical cut and the ultimate cut too, as well, they kind of sort of, they not really, but they sort of kind of hint that Dick Grayson is dead. Or something that happened Dick recently. Grayson, not Jason Todd, but, actually, but it's uh, really unclear. Re- recently, Zack Snyder had said that it it's was Grayson, Dick, it yeah, was Grayson, but we didn't know so, that at the time. And yeah. you know how mad I but, get when they give me information in a fucking screen rant post <laughs> rather than tell me in the movie. They yeah, made. exactly. But regardless, you know, you know and that's, that's, I like I like seeing the suit. Yeah. didn't you like seeing the suit? I do like yeah, yeah. I like cool. seeing the suit. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's another thing where if you had explained maybe the motivation of Batman being so emotional was because Dick Grayson was you know had died recently or had died from the Joker. That would make sense why he's now that branding flaw, and now he's killing. But... That flaw is because this movie is not Batman Year One or whatever that is, Batman Year 15. It's Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. They rushed it. That's a yeah. mistake on Schneider or Warner Brothers or whomever. But it still was There's, cool to see the stuff. There are scenes you could take out and replace to make this movie, you know, at least explain that motivation. You don't need to see the opening of Martha Wayne die yeah. again. Why not replace that the first with Dick Grayson minutes. dying? Would, listen, you know, let me ask you this. Would you, have liked a scene, dying. would you have liked a scene of like um, Jared Leto's Joker beating the crap out of Joseph Gordon-Levitt in a Robin suit? I just mean, a quick clip of that? Just like in a regular clip or like on YouTube? or just... Instead of a weird <laughs> flashback with the flash and like, you know, I mean, I, you the Omega symbol You wouldn't stuff. do it as well 
where it's just a quick clip and there's just some man beating another man with a crowbar to death, you know, <laughs> yeah. but you would make it more artsy, of course. You but could make it artsy could, from like a long yeah. shot from behind in a shadowy yeah, you world. Could, you could replace that. And even yeah. the guy with no legs who complains that his wife walked out on him, which is pretty hilarious. But, <laughs> but, but remember, <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait, never mind. They've been making jokes the entire time. <laughs> yeah. What am I talking about? Listen, I want to do a segment where, where Tyler and Nick fix the script. Yeah, and I'm the first thing I'm crossing talk. off let you guys is talk. Scoop McNary cross that character uh, off entirely. When he, when he that, said that it, character just, is not necessary, and I feel bad for that actor. Nick, when he said it to you, I'm just I'm drinking, and he's just like, she walked away from me, and I just couldn't help <laughs> he's it. He's a good actor too. Yeah, unfortunately, just misused. It's like why not take that guy out and maybe replace it with another super or just some other character so, that's going to tie in later to the franchise. I get the bomb, it, it but points, still. it points to a direction that listen. I don't know that these things totally work, and I obviously give Schneider a lot of credit for being as ambitious as he was. But the reality here is that he was trying to do a lot in one movie, right? So he's trying to introduce a new Batman. This is Man of Steel 2, presumably, and he's giving you Wonder Woman. Ironically, he fails with Batman. He continues to fail with Superman. He crushes the Wonder Woman character. And because we know so little about her, it's we like her the most. I think that's you know an what accident, I mean? though, too. Maybe you know? it's a happy yeah. accident, but <laughs> again, you cannot understate how important it is to have, for the first time ever, Wonder Woman on the big screen. It's yeah. incredible, and it works immediately, and it lightens the movie in a way that like is really refreshing, as you guys said earlier. Yeah. When yeah. she gets thrown back against the thing and then smirks and goes back into Fight Doomsday, like, I'm out of retirement, let's do this. It's fucking amazing, and it's really cool to watch. There's so much wrong with this movie, but the things that are right with it make me want to forgive what's wrong. I can't believe doesn't they had say a that they didn't happen. In this movie. Like, I'm telling you, she crushes the that only, part. The only her and Alfred probably the only two likable characters to in me, this movie. I, I, you yeah. know what? I don't think all of Jesse Eisenberg's character is bad. There, yeah, I, I don't you think know, all of I, it. I did like Jesse Eisenberg. There's character. things there that I like, but and I tell you what, there's a lot of cameos in here that are understated, and certainly in the Ultimate Cut. Also, I like the Costner uh, cameo. I think it's relevant, and I, I think, think it weird. works. Yeah, it's it's actually the most human that who Superman is in this entire movie is when he's talking to his father. I like the Patrick Leahy the John Stewart, so, the Nancy Grace. Like, there's a lot of cool stuff in there. Even Holly Hunter, it's a little bit heavy-handed, but I'm still okay with it, you know? One of the... And I, and I think there's, there's something... There's a good movie in here. It's just poorly executed, unfortunately. One of the issues that I had with... So they spent all this time on building up, like, Batman's background and stuff like that, and Superman's dichotomy of him struggling with who he is and all that and stuff. And then the crux of it, like is Martha, like the, the mom of Superman, but they don't really develop her at all. Let me ask you this question. Well, you didn't see Man of Steel, and I think Diane Lane plays, play, plays an important part in that movie. Important enough, and I really like Costner in Man of Steel also. Probably my two favorite characters in that movie. I love Lawrence Fishburne's Perry Mason. It's a travesty he doesn't get more to do, but whatever. He got a couple good lines in there. So I think like that part is interesting. As comic fans, did you ever like cross the dots on Martha is Bruce's mom and Superman's mom? It never occurred to me before no, I saw this matter movie. To me. No, I know it's not it like it's sort doesn't. of cheap the way they do. And a lot. And I remember being in the opening night with a few people laughing when that part happened. And I wasn't laughing. I didn't love it at the same time. But I also was like, I never really thought that their names were the same. I get what I get. Snyder in a boardroom was like, this is a great idea. But why? Like, you know, why but, was that such a big turn for Batman? I don't know. But what I'm saying is it's that why they show you his parents die so, in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, though. at least he's drawing a line. He's making an effort to so, explain it. So, so I, you didn't answer my question though. In regards to Martha, so I, I'm assuming that in in the Superman movie, Man of Steel, they give her more of a she backstory got a lot of lines, and all yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. They, they give him right. an, it's an origin movie, so they, okay. everyone kind of gets their so, piece. So, but in this one, when I was watching it, 
I didn't care who this person was. I realized, oh, that's that's Superman's yeah, but that's mom. Not like, the fault of you know Schneider. Schneider expects you have seen Man of Steel when you watch this movie. But the just like up, Marvel expects you have seen every Marvel movie before the next one. But the build you know up, I mean? but the build up for Batman's background and for the but time that's this is his first is supposed movie. to be. Martha, which is Superman. Tyler, mom? help me out here. If you had not seen Man of Steel, it it, it would it would. I basically be... didn't. It's a nothing movie. <laughs> <laughs> it would be jarring to you to see this movie and get a huge introduction to Batman and not a huge introduction to Superman because Man of Steel was already introduced in Man of, in Man of Steel. You know, Superman, we already know him. We don't know this Batman yet. Had they got Bale, we wouldn't have got forty minutes of Batman buildup. But they got Affleck, a brand new person, a brand new universe. They have to. Maybe not have to, but they missed. Guidingly spend that much time with them to explain this is why we have been. I, I just I just felt like they spent too little time on Martha for that to be the crux of why Batman. Well, let me ask you, what did you think of the scene? Because we got to get into some of these weird scenes that Schneider does that when I first saw the movie were super, super weird. Tyler is a big fan of the DC animated. And this is stuff I expect in a DC animated movie, not in a feature film. The scene where the giant bat comes out of Martha's grave, the scene with the flash in the paradox universe, like that stuff is weird, man. The, uh, the, what do they call that? The, the demons, the, the parademons, yeah. like with the Superman symbol on the arms, like yeah, that yeah. shit's really effing weird. I actually yeah. didn't mind that. Did you like that stuff? Yeah, I actually I figured that you stuff. would be yeah. the one that'd be like, accept it as me thinking of like coming from the Burton universe and being, those being my favorites. I'm like, this is really out there. I can't believe he's going for this and I don't know how to feel about it. Yeah. yeah. What about you producer Ryan being a comic That's guy. another well, plot line thrown into it. I get so it. that's three. I, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. There's like 50. <laughs> we can't I, keep track. <laughs> I didn't think it was necessarily, uh, important to the movie that they needed but to did have you it enjoy there. it watching it did you like, get giddy did you have a nerdgasm of it, on any of it no I didn't it, and they played all of it off as him just like hallucinating or him just waking up out of a bad dream and did stuff they? it was yeah. Justice League Dark Apocalypse War that's what it did for me I saw the <laughs> yeah. parademons and they just fuck them up like, <laughs> but, uh, but all of the it parademons look terrible in Justice all League of, <laughs> all of, they look alright all of those things that it understates it because he wakes up as if it was a dream on each of them it's not like he had a vision he just wakes up as oh this was a nightmare or oh this was a dream or something like that and then he he himself now, let me, it I need to ask this question too because it's important also do you think Schneider is a fan of the comics you just watched uh, Superman Red Sun right yeah so in that particular film, Batman has the trench coat on, right? Yeah. Isn't that part of his thing? So he has the trench coat in the dream like sequence. Ru- Russian trench Does that coat count thing. as an Easter egg? Like, are you giving Snyder uh, credit for having, like, these Riddler symbols and all these different Easter eggs that he has? Do you give him credit as being, like, a comic fan? Because Burton was very much criticized for not being a huge Batman fan. And I think that sort of shows in his universe. He's more They're more Burton universe Batman movies than they are comic sort of Bob Kane, Frank but we, Miller, we've, Batman. We've talked universes. about this before with little Easter eggs in there. When it's incorporated and done well, like there's I, a I'm, lot of I'm Easter down eggs down in it. this movie. But it, even uh, Watchmen Easter eggs. And, and I, I'll give it to him that he doesn't shove it in your face. Like I, the last thing I want is for them to be like, oh hey, remember this? And it's like face. Batman and Robin way, or Batman Forever does yeah. right in your effing the way, face. But it's the, but the way that they deal with it in this, I, I, I give drive, it to man. you. I'll, get, I'll, <laughs> I'll give it to you. Uh, what's that? Jason you can't Todd. give him no credit. You know what I mean? That's yeah, really that, my point. And here. I'm not saying that he doesn't get credit for just it. Just because social media wants to give him no credit doesn't mean we should. No, he no. gets credit. I mean, it's just not very good credit, but it's <laughs> yeah, still credit. Yeah, I understand the flaws. No, he he made this. This is his movie. The ultimate cut is the one thing I do appreciate about the ultimate cut is they flush out Batman more. They flush out Superman more. 
I don't need to see, you know, the wheelchair guy as much. You know, Scoot's I don't need to. Awful. I don't that need to see that Wallace Keith thing is awful. But I will say this, Tyler. Uh-huh. There's a great moment. It's one of my favorite Bruce Wayne moments ever filmed in a movie. Is when he's trying to rescue um, Walter Keith as the Scoot McNary character yeah. from the leg thing, and he he knows Bruce Wayne. Okay, the security guard knows Bruce Wayne, but Bruce has to look at the name tag to see who he is. Yeah, and I think that gives you an insight on what kind of Bruce Wayne this guy is. And prior to this movie, not knowing. Knowing, you know what Ben Affleck's character was going to be and having seen a bunch of different Batman over the years I think that's an important moment this is not Bruce Wayne Michael Keaton this is not Bruce Wayne Christian Bale this is not Bruce Wayne alcoholic Adam Bruce West Wayne. Yeah. this is this is a different Bruce he's kind of an asshole you know what I mean and you have to accept that in this movie based on where it's trying to take you yeah if only they showed us Dick Grayson dying and I guess <laughs> you have a hard time accepting it but I'm telling you Ryan's reaction to this film is partly because of what Schneider chose to make that character and I think it is controversial but it's also ambitious and we should give him credit for trying it. Trying even though but it did, even though it didn't Good work. job. Yeah. <laughs> like, and the archetype uh, for that Batman being a dick, I don't I don't care too much about it, but you're telling me that this is supposed to be Batman. You're telling me this is supposed to be someone that has been doing this for 20 years that has all these different resources at his fingertips and he's supposed to be experienced and all that stuff, but it feels like it falls apart. He doesn't show that he is Batman. You're just telling me that he's but Batman. But you know what? This is what I like about this is you're having an emotional reaction to it. And believe me, the first time I saw this movie, I walked out just like I walked out of Rise of Skywalker. Like that was an utter mess. I don't know what I had just seen. And I had to have like five drinks just to process all <laughs> of that that happened. But I saw it more times, similar to Last Jedi or Rise of Skywalker. Once I understood the steps that they were taking and the choices they made, I started to sort of warm up to it a little bit. I've seen Rise of Skywalker three times Stockholm now. Syndrome, that's what that is. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I've seen this now, the <laughs> ultimate cut three times and the regular cut twice. So quite a few times, right, for, for kind of a poor movie, right? You know how many times I've seen Civil War? One and a half times. Seen it three times. <laughs> One and a half times. Because it's fun to watch, and I like seeing. I like seeing the fight. The fight scenes are good. But I think that's a, that's a dichotomy. That's a difference. That's why we're all on talking flick, right? We think of these things a little bit differently. I don't always want to just have a good time at the movies, especially when it's part of a movie universe with like twenty movies in it. Sometimes I want people to take chances, and then I really hate when you go for it but don't go all the way. If you're gonna go for it, just effing go for it, whether it works or not. Now I admit, Schneider with two hundred fifty million dollars does not know how to go for it economically he takes big swings and they're expensive swings and that's why his universes probably will never work but i also (laughs) resent that marvel takes these mini swings and it doesn't work that well that's their style man uh my least favorite thing about this movie and i think it sums up this entire movie in one scene um, is when Lois Lane throws a spear in the water just for her to I go back and get it. I'm with you, <laughs> you know, it's just, whole, Lois Lane in is, peril is another thing I'm crossing off of the script. This, Lois is Lane is in peril movie, multiple man. times. It's exhausting. It is. It's, it's effing so exhausting. And it's an embarrassment to that character. Yeah, and it's it's just, it's so much. And it's like, you don't need wheelchair guy. You don't need that much Lois Lane. You know, if Schneider, you're just going to make her damsel in distress, just do yeah. it, but don't pretend like you're putting up this facade that she's solving this great mystery when really it doesn't solve anything. You it know? was slightly just, more satisfying in the ultimate cut, it but it's still yeah. a problem. It's still a problem. Because she's in peril again in 10 minutes. That's yeah. the whole <laughs> thing with the ultimate cut, with the bullet plot, is that Luther, Luther is behind it, and he set up this whole stage to make people believe There's, that Superman killed this village for whatever reason. Forgive me, and, I forget if it's in the, tri- the uh, theatrical or ultimate, because I've seen it both uh, a couple times now. When she gets the idea, she's talking to uh, the guy who ends up being possibly Martian Manhunter. When she gets that idea that um, why would they know that Superman was going to be in the desert? And it's like, oh, because I'm there. 
Is that in the theatrical cut? Yeah, yeah that, it was. That it was, was in the theatrical yeah, cut? Yeah, oh, so in the ultimate cut, that makes a lot of sense, and I think there is an emotional impact there because that also lets you know Lex Luthor knows who everybody is. There's yeah, no secret identity hard, relevance yeah. in this movie. <laughs> yeah, and this, and this universe it, is not, not that hard. hard but yeah. like, you know, it's part of the storyline. It's part of the sort of lore of the whole thing. So I did sort of give it some credit for that, although I think I'd cross that whole thing off. Kim- killing Jimmy Olsen is nonsense. That oh, whole yeah. beginning is sort of nonsensical. And then again, it's telling you what kind of Superman this is. Did he kill that guy that he punched through the wall? I or mean, did he punch through you, the wall you and he's can't not just, dead? you know, ram through a guy at full speed That's and what not I'm saying. kill him. That guy's dead. So he will kill for Lois, but he won't do it otherwise. It's kind of weird, right? Yeah, he's in that gray area. It's yeah, that it, moral it, gray Again, area. both characters somewhat unlikable. Yeah, it's they a fatal suck. flaw. Yeah, they, they suck. They do. Yeah. <laughs> can, I, just... can I give you some quick cuts here? Because before we wrap, the scene where they rescue Martha, pretty great fight scene. Oh, the warehouse scene? Yeah, it's Yeah, no, the warehouse right? scene is good. Yeah, that's like, where you that's, get shot yes or in no. the head. Yeah, yes or no. Good. Yeah, no. No, no scene, yes. you don't like it. Okay. No. <laughs> How about the yes. scene, because again, I'm just giving you credit for seeing this on the big screen, uh, the scene where Superman gets nuked. Yes or no? Oh, when he gets nuked? Yeah. That's fine, but yeah. too bad we I saw it before, great. too. Yeah. I, I, thought, I thought it was good. <laughs> it's good cinematography. Yeah, I thought that was good. How about the intro... Uh, the intro to uh, Wonder Woman initially when she shows up in the outfit. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that that's cool. pretty great, man. That's the good. Hans Zimmer score. Why? This is Junkie XL and the Hans Zimmer. Drive, man. You got it. The score of this movie is incredible. It's on my iPod. I run to it sometimes. So <laughs> uh, what I want to say, in terms of the, the warehouse scene, I thought the fight with him and the parody that was bad. I thought it was better than the. the oh really? Yeah, because See, I thought that one was it was kind of clunky in that the, one the to reason, me. But it's it's subjective. Well, he's clunky in this one also. But the the sheer fact that they're grouping him, like you know, it's not just one person. He at gets a time. beat up. I was sort of um, bewildered by the idea that Batman would get beat up in the flashback scene or the dream sequence because he gets beat up pretty bad. But yeah. It's also, parademon, so maybe he doesn't anticipate that in the warehouse scene. It's just regular henchmen, and Batman can take care of those guys. But to your point, Tyler. Like he's more agile in this movie than he's ever been. Yeah. Think about those Nolan movies. It's not like Bale is super agile. Certainly Keaton was stiff as a statue. Yeah. yeah so you know like, who was the stiffest? You know who was agile? George Clooney. That's true. <laughs> the nipples they give him. <laughs> they're aerodynamic. They're shaved. <laughs> okay. Last one. Um, the the moment where um, Diana talks in the in the character of Wonder Woman, where she says, "You know, I thought she was with you. I thought she was with you. That did not work for you." No. When all three of them are in that first shot of basically the beginnings of the Justice League together, because Batman knows beat, who she is. <laughs> before Superman flies off to save Lois again, you don't buy that. Okay. That wasn't the like line, no nerdgasm there. I, the line itself. It, like I hated the line. Them yeah. seeing them all, all three of them together. That was like cool. That. Good that was cool. <laughs> yeah. But if if they built up to it, if they earned it, they didn't earn it. They needed a. I think um, there's enough of Diana where I felt it was earned. Like, you don't agree, Tyler? No. There's enough. There's enough that it was earned. That the three of them standing there. That's fine. But the line itself, I don't think that line was. Earned. You don't think so, Tyler? I don't like the line mainly because Batman knows who she is. And that's why I'm like, you saw the flash drive. You know who she is. You know, it's why un- are you saying it's that? It's unfortunate you know? that like we could go for some of the quips and some of the great lines that are in Argo because it's one of the better scripts I've ever written or I've ever read. Um, and we don't we don't give it the same sort of scrutiny as we give this movie. Why? Because Argo is not about Batman and Superman. No, so, no, there's no. a bar here that's almost impossible to meet. And I think for what they were trying to do, some of the writing, not the plot, but the actual things that come out of the character's mouth are pretty cool. No. So. I, I'm, I'm what I'm saying. What I'm saying is it's not a matter of fact because it's Batman and Superman that I can't allow them to have quips. They can have quips, but it's already two and a half hours into the movie. And I they killed haven't things from other anything. worlds before. 
That's a pretty yeah, great that's fucking fine. line. Yeah, but yeah. That, that, that's fine. But that, you're, I don't you're misunderstanding. See it in we're, context, we're not, too. Like, we're not talking about Wonder Woman and her lines. We're talking about the main stars of this movie, the BVS lines, and most of the dialogue. I'm going to tell you something. I don't remember characters. a lot of lines from Marvel movies. There's a few moments in there that I really, really like. Most by Tony Stark, a couple by Captain America. That's basically it. Maybe one in a blue moon out of Black Widow or something. There's a lot of lines I remember here, from this movie here, that are well written. Okay, here's an example. Okay. Peter Parker, you understand him like Spider-Man. He's supposed to be like quick-witted or whatever. You under you you expect that from him. And then um, I'm not saying that Batman can't have quips or whatever, but he doesn't do that at all throughout the entire movie, and it just seems out of character when he does do it. I'll, I understand what you're saying. I think there's a there's a disconnect here to a certain extent of like Tony Stark. We have seen one version, one whole sequence, right? Batman, I have seen ad nauseum. Joker, I have seen ad nauseum. So for me, like I'm looking at it from a different angle here. I have to accept multiple Batmans because that's just the reality. Yeah, I live and, in, and I, you're gonna, I accept. Believe whoa, me, you're going to live whoa, long wait enough. Wait a second. There's multiple Spider Mans too, but <laughs> sure. we still accept those lines. No, yeah. I don't always accept those. Well, I have a hard those, time. I'm just, the Andrew Garfield ones are rough for me, man. <laughs> well, yeah, well, of course those ones are rough. What, but you'll take Tobey Maguire. But I'm going to tell you, you're going to live long enough to see even more Batman and a lot more Tony Starks, and you're going to. It's going to get harder and harder. And no, when they not. do something really, <laughs> really crazy with Tony Stark, you know, uh, my look, guess is you're going to be like, wow, they took a chance on look, that. Look at George Clooney. George Clooney's Batman. He was making quips the entire time, and I didn't bat an Nothing eye because this, that you know was, what? That's this what is they what we forget here. That's this idea, producer Ryan like that. does not watch movies. So to give him Batman and Robin, and for Tyler what? to mistakenly <laughs> choose BVS after that, we're we're not getting a I'm great saying, picture here. The rules excuse the, have been excuse the data. No, no, no. <laughs> this is the type of character that they <laughs> I, I have to be in Ryan's corner on this one because, I mean, it's really not earned and I just can't really excuse this movie, you know, the writing. I mean, I know you're saying there's consequences in there, but I don't see any consequences. And the one consequence you brought up to me, it's They blew it's up short the lived. Capitol building, presumably and, with all the senators Yeah, but it. we saw did that. Did they ever do that in a Marvel movie? Yeah, but they did it with the jar of piss. They hedged, Seco <laughs> they, they yeah. hedged Sokovia it's in not, effing uh, it's Age still, of Ultron. I still feel nothing. I and mean, yeah. what consequence is there when you blow up some senators, when you blow up the government, you know? there's I don't they, see any consequence they, at all with they immediately forgot about it like the next day. Yeah, they but already killed 7,000 people he, and when they he came to Metropolis. to do something that is incredibly ambitious. I remember saying that It's this pretentious. Is, it's not ambitious. Pretentious <laughs> is a good word. I would, I'll give you that. I'm not even going to argue that point, but to, uh, in a democracy, good is a conversation, not a unilateral decision. We haven't had anything that profound in a fucking Marvel movie. We have never had that. He's taking on too much and he's not smart enough to execute it, but I can't help but give him credit yeah, for trying. I just can't. Now that we know, angels don't come from above, they come from below, <laughs> Nick. Again, that's, nothing that's that pretentious a in a Marvel movie. I want some more pretentious in a yeah. Marvel movie. Piss in a, piss in a bucket or call it <laughs> Granny's Peach Tea. It's all the same to me. Are those the lines yeah, you're talking about right there? Because let's, let's close it up. Let's they walked down. out on me. We, she walked out with her two legs attached to her knees with ankles and feet. Yeah, I think I'm coming around on this movie now. Yeah. It's comedy. I mean, <laughs> Ty Akamoto was the lovely uh, Lex Luthor assistant. 
I like oh, the yeah. part where he just lets her be in there. Kind of wasted opportunity and with her, too. I, I think it just, tells you exactly who Lex Luthor is in a way that's quick and efficient. I get that. Sure. I, get that. Yeah. I, I get that, definitely. And I'm pissed off because, damn, yeah, we're she all was pissed. smoking. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? We're pissed because she had enough moments and enough sort of smirks that we sort of liked her. Obviously, she's super attractive, but also that's an Zack Snyder rarely being efficient. What did she do again? Explaining sort of what... She was assistant. She, yeah. Oh, oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. This is the great movie with the great lines with the assistant, right? That's right. That's let's, right. Let's erase She's it. better in the cartoons because she has like a robot arm, by the way. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, like a, another you version know how, of his assistant. You know yeah. You know how I... I can't yeah, wait to watch I'm sorry. Yeah. She's not blue. But if she was in the Marvel Universe, she'd be she'd be blue. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. This I movie, take Mercy Graves um, over Nebula. I know. I, I, not shit, even close. I shit on this movie a lot, and I think rightfully so. There is something there, though. There is. Like, yeah. I can't argue with that. There yeah. is yeah. something there. You got to dig I'll through the shit a, a little. You got to <laughs> dig through the shit a little. But there's something there. But yeah, it's just, it's so long. And even when they tell the story that they want to tell, they can only do it in three hours. And they have to just drag you across that finish line. And it's just such a brutal, like, you, long uh, watch. Okay, yeah. but, but I will appreciate this. First time watching the extended cut, I do appreciate that they take their time to set stuff up. I agree. I do appreciate yeah. that. Is okay, one, let me ask you this, Tyler, that because this is important. Big difference. You prefer the longer version, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you got to well, go. go. Like, if you were going to watch this, I rest once, my case. <laughs> but, even, but even then, it's just, it, it does, it does, you finally know, like, the full coherent story. Like, yeah. when you watch the episode, you're story, only getting, like, half listen, of it or three fourths I'm gonna, of it. I'm going to do a PA here for Warner Brothers. Listen, if you're going to give Zack Snyder the keys, rightfully or wrongfully, if Snyder's story takes three and a half hours, three hours, four hours to tell, let him take the time. Yeah, Just let him do that, okay? If it fails, it fails, but that's his story. Just four-hour movies, that's what you need. All right. um, As far as the rating goes, with the the regular cut, God, that must be like, I would probably give that maybe a four. And then with the extended cut, probably like a five, maybe a five and a half. I may need to watch it again. But the extended cut... It, I do appreciate how it takes its time. It's just not as crazy as it is as the theatrical cut. You know, you get a little bit more revelation, which I think would have helped the movie if they just released the extended cut because it's not that big of a would difference. Would the movie it's still have long, made regardless. more money uh, with the ultimate cut than the theatrical cut? Uh, money, I don't know. Critics and fan-wise, I think it would have done better, okay. critics and fans. Money, I'll, I'll no idea, it. but I think it would have done better if they released that and because it does seem better. So for me, I... <sighs> You know, I watched take, it. Take a beat. Think yeah. about it. <laughs> I watched the theatrical cut on this. And again, if you said, oh, there's 30 more minutes to, and you can watch this and then you can get a, a deeper story in it, I'd probably be like, no, I think I understand the story. I think I understand what you're trying to establish. You're not going to make it any better for me. But eventually, maybe down the ro- road, I'll watch the unedited version. But right now, I'm going to give this a three and a half. Three and a half. Um, yeah. I Batman. couldn't believe that bullet plot. Like when it when I finally watched it and they revealed the full bullet plot, I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> like, so, so I, you know what? Knowing that he's Martian Manhunter it makes made me happier watching it this time. Too so, bad they didn't do it in the movie. <laughs> Too bad. Yeah. So Batman and Superman, both of them, they're not likable. So I don't really care what's going on with yeah, them. It's a flaw. And like, okay. You can say there's multiple different Batmans. I didn't see this guy as Batman at all outside of them telling me that's Batman. I'm like, okay, I'll go on this ride. And I know you've said this before. We've talked off pod and you said that once you realize what they're going with, you just roll with it. And you, you felt the same having way. Fun. If you felt you felt the yeah. same way about Star Wars. But that's the thing. I didn't have fun with this movie. I understand. It really did feel like a slog. And 
why they made some of the choices that they did. They spent a lot of background and dialogue on certain things that didn't ultimately mean anything or didn't really add to the movie, in my personal opinion. But, hey, I get that they were doing something different. I'll give it to Zack Snyder that he is trying to... um set up a universe and he wants to go his own way. That's cool. That's fine. But I'm still going to give it a three and a half. All right. I accept that. Listen, men made a world where standing together is impossible. Another smart line from this movie. Uh, So I get it. And I think it's all perspective, right? I've lived through a lot of crappy Batman movies, a lot of mediocre Batman movies and a handful of pretty good ones. So I look at it from a different perspective. I don't want Schneider to have the DCEU. I'm not sure he's the right guy. I'm on record saying it's Patty Jenkins or somebody else who can bring some more brevity and have a little more fun. Um, But I will say for this particular movie, rating strictly the ultimate cut, and you can see it on my blog. I'll redo the review uh, this week when the pod breaks. I'm giving it a six and a half. And I'm telling you, it is the godfather. It is at least trying <laughs> to be the godfather of superhero movies. And you know what else wasn't fun? The godfather movies aren't fun. They're not super fun either. He's trying to be um, poetic. He's trying to tell a, a really uh, incredible narrative that's supposed to be smart and intelligent, layered and reflective of the times right now. Polarized America. You can't be in the middle. You have to be right or left. I give him credit for trying. Does it work entirely? No, but I forgive its flaws. I liked it six and a half on the scale. Can I ask a question? So if they didn't name this Batman and Superman, it would have been better. They shouldn't have. I agree. And by the way, they shouldn't have exposed all the spoilers in the second trailer. They should have just called it (laughs) Man of Steel 2. I'm telling you, I guarantee you 100% people would have liked it better if they called it Man of Steel 2 and you didn't know shit about about it at all. Batman Dawn of Justice. Boom. Better better too. Also better too. (laughs) The marketing, Warner Brothers, I don't know how much to blame on Schneider there because I'm telling you, Warner Brothers just can't help themselves. This is his movie, They man. always F this up. If you're, would... you're going to give him credit for the good things, you got to give him credit for the I bad things. They, they both take credit. <laughs> they are both equally, yeah. uh, they both take equal responsibility regardless. We'll be going so. to their house, so, you know, we'll be finding them. <laughs> I on... stand by six and a half for the ultimate cut. And by the way, I gave Civil War a six, so it was higher on the Shawshank Look scale. at you talking about how much you hate it. I knew you really loved it. <laughs> it was good. Well, I liked you, it, but yeah. I like both the movies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Boom! (laughs) (laughs) Just like, I like both of them. (laughs) I like all movies. All right, so next week, what are we doing, Nick? Another 2016 blockbuster, City of Stars. Moonlight, I get it. All right. Shining (laughs) just for me. La La Land. La La Land. I'm sick of this Batman nonsense. I'm going to bring you some class. I'm going to bring you some more pretentious stuff. I'm going to bring you some dancing, a little singing. It's not that pretentious. This movie's not that pretentious. I'm going to bring you almost best picture of 2016, La La Land. <laughs> so close. Boom. Yeah, so close. Boom. That's how close my fingers are. Moonlight's a great movie. No disrespect. <laughs> I'm I'm looking forward to this. I'm excited about it. We and need you... to lighten up a little bit. I don't yeah. want to fight all the time, and all right? Bad Movie Month don't is worry, I'll find over. Something. <laughs> I'll find something for us to fight about. Thankfully, yeah. Bad Movie Month is over. Yeah. Thankfully. Officially, it's over, and then we can look forward so, to that next year. Yeah, next year at the end, we'll do Justice League, right? So we'll be like, all right, let's hammer that. I don't know if you have anything good to say about Justice League. Uh, yeah, Monday. I don't. No. Almost, it was this like an eyelash um, from disappointments then, list. And then I watch it, boom, it's going to be flip sides. Oh, all right. Actually, you know what? I do have a few nice things to say about it. I do. All right, Ryan, where can we find you at? Hey, if you like listening to my voice or you just want more content, I do another podcast called Dragon Questicles. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you download podcasts. Uh, if you just want to follow me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Ryan underscore dot com. That's Ryan with an I underscore D-O-T-C-O-M.
You can always find me at realwatchability.com where I will re-release the Batman vs. Superman review. Uh, You can see my six and a half. It did not make my top 10 of 2016, but was awfully close. You can hit me up on Twitter at realwatch. Take my side over Tyler's. And we're talking (laughs) Flick. Obviously, you'll take my side. (laughs) And you can follow us over on Twitter at Flick underscore talking. And if you really like us, you can leave a rating and review. If you want to rate us, Martha. At whatever podcast app you listen to, but Apple is the big one. We also have Patreon where you can donate any amount of money you can add access to other content that we're working we'll on. We'll take kryptonite. Yeah, we will take, well, yeah. Too bad it's not enough Why of not? it. Yeah. I'll yeah. catch it and the then it can explode in my explode. face. <laughs> What's the problem? I'll do it twice. I'll do it three yeah, times. Do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Roll it back. If it works, man, just keep doing it. And we'll have a link in the description for everybody's stuff. Finish the show, Ryan. Hey, that was Talking Flick and we will talk to you next week. Zack Snyder, you don't owe this world a thing you never did. <laughs> no quotes. Millions? Billions? <laughs>